is Superman in the building there today? <laughs> well, certainly in spirit. <laughs> yeah, there there is a, a rumor out there. Chris Broussard of ESPN just tweeted out that uh, Dwight Howard is going to visit the Warriors. Before we get into the day's events in the draft, do you guys have a plan to bring, uh, what is it, the three-time NBA Defensive Player of the Year to Oakland for a visit, Larry? Well, there are all kinds of things that have to happen, and those kinds of things will occur in July. And uh, obviously, you know, I, I can't say a whole lot about it other than to say that with Joe Lacob and Bob Myers, there's a great deal of planning to make this a better basketball team than it already is. And there will be no stones unturned about trying to actually win a championship is what this thing is going to come down to. We want to get better. We like where we were last year, but we want to get better. And uh, we'll be looking at all kinds of free agents, and certainly we'll be looking heavily at, at anybody that can help us. Based by on your answer, real quick, uh, is, are you going to bring him in in the month of July, based on what you said? I'll leave that to Bob Myers and Joe Lacob <laughs> and Dwight Howard. <laughs> all right. I, that's, uh, that's something that's yet to be determined as to how all that might play out. Uh, Larry, at this point, uh, looking at this draft, what are the prospects that the Warriors get involved in it? They're, you know, they're somewhat limited from the from the position that we are in. The obvious is that with uh, Joe and Bob and our whole staff, we've met for several days, targeted a number of players that we would consider buying a second round pick for. And uh, then two things have to fall into place. Uh, those players have to be available, or one of them has to be available, and there has to be a team that's willing to sell at the time that, that we can pick one of those players. So you have those two issues. Have we investigated? Do we know who might sell a pick and who might be available? Yes, we do. If that combination comes together, uh, you might see us in the second round at some point. Uh, what the odds are, it's really hard to tell because this is a little more of a, it's a little more of a wild draft than, than most. There's more uncertainty in this draft because in all candor, the, the, uh, level of talent isn't quite what it's been over the past few years. Are there players who are going to help teams? Absolutely. We're searching for player that might be able to help us if we can get to him in the second round. But this is an altogether different draft. No, it, You could talk to probably ten different people and ask them who the number one player in the draft is. You might get six or seven different answers. It, it's just that way. And usually the draft breaks down to where it's obvious as to who's one and two. It may be there's an argument between who's one and two, but uh, usually it's pretty obvious what's uh, what's to take place in the order and that's not even concrete with this draft. Larry, in the last year or two, you guys have done a nice job of, of balancing the roster and, and making a lot of upgrades. What do you guys need right now? Well, your assessment is, is uh, correct, Bob and Joe and, and our staff feel very fortunate that the draft turned out well last year, and it took a long time to position ourselves where we could get to something like that. Uh, right now, the idea is still upgrade the roster by getting more depth. Now, everybody knows that, the, you know, we have a couple of veteran players who may not be returning next year. They may or may not. 
So what you have to look at is the depth of the roster itself as well as position. You have to look at both things. And uh, we could use another big guy. We could use another quality basketball player. And uh, it, it could be somebody that plays both positions, four and five, uh, or it could be a five. Uh, it, it could be someone who is a, a, an excellent backcourt player. But uh, adding to the roster and adding some quality would really be helpful to us. Larry, considering the expectations and where the bar is being set, we had Joe Lacob on the show, and, and he was already talking about taking the next step to the conference finals. To me, that would beg the question that you need to add through free agency. You need to be able to add through a veteran rather than going and getting uh, a second rounder. Is is the philosophy at this point that, hey, free agency is probably going to be the place where we're going to be able to, to make strides more so than in this draft? I would think so because your assessment is accurate. I mean, would you really think that you can go get a second-round pick, albeit maybe in the 40s or 50s, is going to accomplish what you need to. Obviously, as you stated, that doesn't usually work out that way. Uh, if you take somebody in the second round, uh, you're hopeful that they develop into a player, that they can make your roster, and, and that at some point they become the player you expect. So, yes, uh, in answer to your question, the movement more than likely has to occur within veterans now, if you're going to acquire two people or three people, yes, one could be a rookie. One could be a second-round guy. But in some form or another, experience has got to play into the equation. Larry, what does your gut tell you about uh, Jarrett Jack and Carl Landry? Are you going to be able to get one of those guys back, both, or, or none? We'd be hopeful to get both of them back. Uh, and again, I use that word hopeful, but uh, but that's what that's what you'd like to see happen is that uh, that there's some way that you can accomplish that. Uh, and it's hard to say what will develop from there because uh, it's hard to say what kind of offers they're going to receive when we get into July. And and uh, you know basically they end up starting to receive concrete offers. Right now, there's a lot of speculation. Uh, a lot of numbers that may or may not be thrown around and may or may not be accurate. So you just have to, to see what the market actually is, and then you know where you can go from there. It is Papa Bucher and Steine in our NBA draft special. We are talking to the Warriors director of scouting, uh, Larry Riley, their longtime uh, general manager. Uh, Larry, as far as the media goes, uh, nobody really has a handle on how this draft is going to go. It's going to start in an hour, and we don't know who the number one pick is going to be. Do you and the people in the NBA hierarchy, front offices, know what Cleveland's going to do with their number one pick yet? No, and usually you do. <laughs> and, and I can tell you right now, there, there's just been so much speculation around that. Uh, we really don't know. And uh, I, I do, uh, I do know that several of the teams, even at the top, whether it be one, two, three, or four, you always investigate the possibility of trading your picks because you might strike on something that's pretty good. Uh, I think there's been a lot of discussion about trading early picks, but to my knowledge, that has not taken place either. And so the question is who actually does become the number one pick, and it could be any one of three people. And uh, it's just hard to say what's going to take Any one of three? You know more than us. Who are the three, do you think? <laughs> well, uh, you know, 
everybody's talking about Noel. And uh, then people say Macklemore is that kind of a talent. And then there is the expectation that even Alex Lynn, for example, who is a big guy and has a future, would be somebody that they would consider. If you just take a step back, Larry, and you look at all the different pieces, who do you think should be the number one pick, just in in terms of talent and ability to play in the NBA? Yeah, in all candor, uh, that would be one of the most difficult decisions (laughs) that I would have ever had to have made in, in the 25 years that I've been in the league. There isn't somebody who separates himself from the rest of the of the group, in all honesty. And therefore, this is a time when you may break away from the traditional thing where you take the best talent. Maybe you take the highest need that you have for your ball club, and it could go in that direction. I, I would. Uh, I haven't spent much time, you know, trying to determine who the number one pick is because we're so far removed from it. But uh, there, there isn't somebody that's a favorite. If I had the number one pick and had my druthers, I'd make a trade and move back a little bit, still get a decent player and maybe get an established player. Larry, uh, after last year when you guys brought home Barnes, Azealy, and Green, how are you not going to be involved in this year's draft? No, knowing Joe Lacob, <laughs> like we know him, he likes to roll the dice. Come on, you got to do something today, right? <laughs> Well, there's a, yeah, you've got it right, Matt. There's a desire on his part and our part to be involved, but let's don't let's don't throw some money out there to buy a pick for someone who isn't going to make a difference because that money could be used later on in some other fashion, and so it, this needs to be a wise choice. But you're absolutely right, Matt. There is a desire on our part. We work all year, our scouting staff and everybody else, to try to evaluate people and be ready for something like this. And, yes, everybody enjoys being a part of the draft. But in all honesty, I, I do think it's quite possible that we could walk away from this thing and, and not be a part of it. It would, it would do some good things for our, our show today, too, if you guys Trade could. up and get the I number mean, one pick, do we need would to, you? Do we need to chip in? I think we could probably take up a, a, a collection you here at the Los Gatos Brewing Company. Pick, you? Are you guys ready to kick in? We get by the, by the Warriors a pick? Say, Larry, Larry, we're working for you. So so who's, who's in that draft room? Is the head coach in there with the whole staff? Who do you have in that, that room today? The head coach and then uh, all the uh, front office staff and, and Larry Harris and myself, uh, basically, as well as Johnny West, Jerry West. And uh, so the whole crew, Travis Flink, Bob Myers, uh, Kirk Lacob, Joe Lacob, uh, Pat Sund, we've got the whole crew in there. We've yeah, just make sure uh, Vivek Ranadive is not in there. Not this <laughs> year. He, may, he may have a tap, though. <laughs> He's picking a little higher this year. He could be an hour and a half away from here, somewhere else, you know. Uh, But, you know, we've approached this draft like we're in it. The board is set. We've done everything that you would normally do. And we've done everything we can to prepare for the possibility that we could get into it. Uh, It hasn't turned up yet. And uh, we'll have to wait and see if the phone starts ringing. There have been a lot of preliminary phone calls but you never have a deal till you have a deal. And just make sure you're not late picking up Dwight Howard at the airport when he comes in in July. <laughs> there. Thank you, my friend. Enjoy draft day. Have fun. Good luck today. Thanks, Larry. Hey, good to talk to you guys. And next year we'll have a whole lot to talk about. Sounds good. All right, that's Larry Riley. For-